It is August 26th. This is Talking Yanks, and it is the voicemail show. We will be talking about whatever you guys would like to talk about. Let's do it, Jake. Let's talk Yanks. What is going on, everybody? Thank you for tuning in and hanging out with us today. My name is John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey from my desk, which is shaped like an L, like um, like an L that both lengths are the same. So not really an L, like a right angle. Jake, what's your desk table situation look like? <clears throat> I'm at uh, my kitchen table, which I guess is rectangular. Okay, good um, to know. And I, I originally got this set up. Uh, it's got, it has four chairs that go around it, and then one of the sides is a bench. Oh, nice. So it can kind of double as more seating options. Right now, I did recline my feet. Okay. Um, again, because I'm, I'm feeling a little confident. I almost went Mike out of the holder. Well, not I did yet. Not. Uh, yeah, that's probably a <clears throat> mid-ep thing. Uh, but yeah, I just threw on uh, Philly's. Phillies Pittsburgh, the Battle of Pennsylvania, um, in the background, uh, just in case, because we're leading up to the show right now, so I can I can flip over easily on MLB TV if I need to. But mm. uh, yeah, doing generally well. I think we're a little ser- silly right now. I think we're a little excited. We gotta rein it in. Um, we gotta rein it in because we just did the pregame show, which we right. we allow ourselves to get a lot more weird on that show. This is a more serious now. This is the main feed, Jake. This is the main state. So just be cool. I think we've rained it out. <clears throat> I put on, so just so everyone knows what I have in the background. I put on Yes Network because the game's coming on. But before that, <clears throat> what is on is the path to pinstripes. Can't even do it. Davy Garcia comes up from double A. That's not how he sounds. Lane. Mike Ford. No, been playing <laughs> his whole life. It's somewhere between our two voices. It's more Kermit the Frog. It's a raspy Kermit the Frog, but I can't do it right now because I got something stuck in my throat. Mm, Mike Ford has been playing Triple A for the Yankees. Riding the bus. (laughs) I hate that guy. Uh, All right. Well, cool. Well, here we are. We got a lot of voicemails. Intern Luke back at college, but he still organized them for me, which is nice of him. So I have no idea what any of these are about. Who'd you say was ugly? I didn't say anything. You just said ugly. No, it just, I'm guessing people thought that when they heard intern Luke's name. Oh, cool, cool. As long as it's not about me, we're good. Oh, no, 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 no. See how long my What's hair is? What's the update is? from intern Luke? In what sense? He's still alive. Yeah, that's good. Uh-huh. Is, is he starting junior year? Yes. Yeah. How's he uh, like his new digs? There's a lot of pressure for him to quit. I was telling him the Dom Narducci story at Uber. Right. 
uh, our buddy that Jake and I went to college with. Am I allowed to say this stuff? I don't know, and we didn't go to college with him. So I mean, there's a lot of myths and and half truths. <laughs> he but, was like, uh, gonna, he was the fourth employee at Uber. Went back to college, then became this like the seventh or tenth employee at Uber. And the amount of money he missed out on is incredible. Uh, he's still worth billions, well, maybe millions, yeah. but whatever. I told intern Luke that I was like, maybe you, uh, maybe you just shouldn't go back to school. Just work. For wow. Me. But nice he, dividing your family. I like that. No, I was joking. He should go back to school, but I yeah. fucking. He was doing a lot of good work for me. Ugly. Ugly. All right. So the voicemails are here. We got a nice slew of them. I'm guessing, I'm going to throw this out there before we get into it. I'm going to guess there's a lot about the controversial play from game two. Okay. I haven't looked at them, but I'm just going to guess there's a lot. I don't really want to get into all that. Yeah, we we probably won't deep dive on that. Um. What voicemails brought to us? Patreon, Talking Yanks event, John Boy Media, buy a I Love Baseball shirt, something like that. No, it's brought to you by Roosevelt Shirts. R S V L T S. Uh, yeah. Sorry, the uh, the chat is lagging, so I'm trying to trying to let them know. Like anyway, uh, Roosevelt shirts, dude. Who? Jake, you and I got our Roosevelt shirts today. Ordered. Ordered in the mail, showing up. These shirts are pretty cool. They're a lot of fun. Like they say, they're conversation starters. Um, and they they like what we're doing here at John Boy Media, Talking Yanks. They reached out and said, we want to be involved in everything. So we love that. If you go to rsvlts.com slash John Boy, you can get 20% off your next order. They got like, uh, they got Sandlot shirts, Major League shirts. We both, You and I both got a Major League shirt. So now that we both have matching major league shirts, they're different shirts, but the same. We got to wear those to somewhere. Maybe a spring training event. Maybe we'll wear them to the same event sometime. Could be cool. Go get your own shirt. They're sponsoring the show today. You want to hop right in? I think we got to punch it, man. We got a game coming up against Seattle. Here we go. What's up, John Boy and Jake? Joe from Jersey. First time, long time. So I'm a current student at University of Texas. Can't wait to see Tulo helping out our guys this season. Uh, but I'm wondering, if the Yankees play the Astros in the playoffs, how difficult would it be to get a group of talking Yanks fans there? And on top of that, how difficult would it be to get a roll call at one of the games? What are your opinions on that? Would you even like to see it in a stadium that isn't Yankee Stadium? All right. Thanks for your time. Go Yanks. Thanks. That's Cool question. A little different. Um, Good start. Uh, Jake and I won't be able to go unless like a lot happens. I'd have, yeah. No, I can't go to a, a playoff game. No. <laughs> I can't no. go to a playoff game in Houston. I cannot do that. But if we got like a talking Yanks crew there, that would be awesome. I mean, we could try to organize one, but I can't go. Uh, roll call in another stadium. Has that happened? I feel like they half happen. Um, I'm honestly team no. Like, A, keep it a Yankee Stadium thing. B, like, it's a playoff game. Like, people are going to be drinking hard. People paid a lot for tickets. You don't want to be, like, the three Yankee fans in one section screaming the roll call. I was thinking more like a seven-line situation. Like, the seven-line army for the Mets, like, it's, like, 50 people. I mean, if everyone was together... And it happened like just to start the game with the Yankees in the field. I guess that's fine because you kind of do your own thing. I mean, you're you're still gonna have a rowdy bunch of pissed off Texans, which I've uh, 
Poppy Gordo's done that before, and that might not be a good time for the rest of the playoff game. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know. What do you I'm, think? You pissed off a lot of Texans. Whew. Remember that time you that- ran into that bar in Austin and you just said, forget the Alamo. Oh, they did not like that. No, they didn't like that at all. Kicked your ass. Or no, I, I wasn't forget the Alamo. I just kept saying, "What's what Alamo? What is the Alamo?" They they were pissed. Yeah, they didn't like that at all. But that would be cool. Uh, hopefully, as we grow and get bigger, we can organize more events like that. I'm kind of yeah, against I mean, the roll call at an away stadium as well. I don't know why. It's just a. I mean, at the stadium, like it's the bleacher creatures. It's you know it. It is what it is. That's you know, how ble- I feel. Like even if like left field box seats tried to do the roll call, I'd be like, "Yo, guys, you don't do that." And even if it's at, at Yankee Stadium, I'd be like, "The bleacher creatures do that." Yeah, and I don't know if like rude is the right word, but I mean, a, a Houston playoff game, and a, it's just bad vibes. Like just, yeah. um. So yeah. Instead, you'll just bring your sign that says, I forgot about the Alamo once. I've, I, what Alamo? <laughs> Yo, what up, John Boy Jake? It's Orlando Magic Sam calling. I have like a weird question. Something's pissing me off. Why isn't Didi Gregorius marketed like crazy? The dude plays the piano, he's painting his own players' weekend cleats, he's a photographer. He knows like six different languages and he's awesome on the field. The MLB sucks at marketing their product and it's just like, it's so stupid that he's not, you know, some a huge name that everyone knows about and knows his story. All right. See you boys. Jake sucks. Whoa. Bummer at the end there. Yeah. I agree with magic Sam. Like DD's super marketable. He was injured this year. Uh, him drawing on his own cleats. I feel like it didn't get as much attention. I didn't did no. like, I might have just missed it, but like I feel like that's something that should have been tweeted out and shared and stuff. Like, that's cool. I don't know. Didi, Didi should be very, very marketable, but it feels like he isn't as much as he is. As much as his potential is, he's not. But I guarantee there's tons of them. Like Mookie Betts wasn't even in that commercial. He's the same way. There's like Lindor is the happiest guy in the world. I don't know. Baseball's just bad at marketing it's, players. It's a bit of a larger problem. <laughs> um but yeah, I mean that's that you you hit the nail on the head there, Jim, because there's about ten, fifteen guys you have to check off before you even get to Didi. Uh yeah, he's awesome and he's New York and all of that. Um and like you'd think even with like the Little League World Series, Curacao, you know, they, they should have a lot of should have had a lot of stuff going on. Uh not not so much per usual. Yeah. I feel like Didi is like the most interesting man in the world, but it's kind of outside of Yankee land. I wonder how many people know he speaks five languages. His real name is Mirex and Julius. Nobody. Nobody knows that. That's why he had to change his name. No one knew how to say it. There's a group of 10 Diamondback fans and a group of eight red fans that remember that from his time there, but that's about it. Remember Didi. So they don't even know he's into graphic design yet. Yeah, because he wasn't into that when he was with them. Wow. Oh. Interesting. That's tough. We got to find those fans. We'll find them. Hey, guys. This is Kurt calling from Connecticut. 
Uh, just wanted to talk about uh, the Yankees' uh, batting order come uh, postseason. I think a lot of attention has gone to the pitching rotation, but I think that they're kind of uh, congested when it talks about the batting order, too. Uh, personally, I need to have D.D., Glaber, and, and D.J. Uh, in the infield, but that would mean uh, Boyd doesn't have a spot unless you D.H. him, and then buying everyone's healthy, then all of a sudden you're talking about who gets in that bat between uh, Giancarlo and Encarnacion? Again, this is all barring injuries, and I'm sure Boone is probably going to look at individual pitching matchups and the analytics or whatever, but I just feel like they're, uh, someone's feelings are going to get hurt. Just wanted to get your guys' thoughts. Uh, who would you play? Go Yanks. Whoa. If everyone's healthy, I'll do it real everyone's quick. Healthy. I'll just do it, right. okay? If everyone's healthy, Edwin's your DH. Voight's at first, DJ is at second, I think, or DJ might be at third, and Glaber starts. I think Geo might come in at the end of every game. You take out Didi, you take out Glaber, and Geo replaces him, and that's a better infield with Geo at third, Didi at short, DJ at second, and Voight. Or you take out Voight and you move DJ to first and keep Glaber at second. But I would say Gio doesn't get the start, and he comes off the bench. Now, hot hand is going to play into all of this. I mean, that's I mean, you have too many guys. One guy is going to have to sit and play the DH, and it's going to be hot hand. I don't think DJ. I think DJ's in there no matter what. I think between Didi, Glaber, and Gio, it's somewhat hot hand. I think Didi's going to be at short no matter what because he's the best shortstop. You you could see them sit him against a tough lefty. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it, I, every I mean, game has to end with Geo at third, Didi at short, Glaber at second, and DJ at first, basically. Okay. Um, if it's a close, yeah, game. and I mean the. I, yeah, you're you're on the infield there. I think there will be a little bit of shuffle. Um, again, got to get everyone healthy. Um, I mean, do you even want to if if Stanton's healthy? I mean, that's when you start hitting. That's when things start to get crazy. Odds are one of Edwin and Stanton aren't going to be healthy, so it's make that easies things up. Right. Update: if, if they they aren't, that gets that gets crazy. Yeah, update. Homegrown, Pat the Pinstripes. One of the employees at Scranton Wilkesboro was rocking a Roosevelt shirt. Wow. How about that? When worlds collide. Daddy Roosevelt ate his own belt once. Oh, he didn't. Jake lied. That was a lie, people. What Alamo? <laughs> What's up, boys? It is Jordan from Boston. This is the James Paxton we have been waiting for. Thank God he's finally here. But does this one start give you that much confidence for the playoffs? It's just, hey, it's only one start. How much confidence do you have from this start for him in the playoffs? Thanks, boys. Go Yanks. I'm a sucker and an optimist and a, like a big Yankee fan. So you, you, can, you can get me excited. I'm too excited for Sevy. I mean, yeah, you know, like when I saw that Sevy threw off a mound – I was like, yeah, let's fucking go. I had to calm myself down. So, yeah, to see Paxton shut down the Dodgers, that does something for me. My little dumb brain. I'm like, hey, if he has that in him, 
We just need to figure out how to tap into it more often and when it matters most. But yeah, I'm, I mean, let's see how this start goes in Seattle because if he throws another like nice outing, the numbers start backing up that, hey, let's go. This is good. Yeah, he can, he, he, if he wins in Seattle, he could go 6-0 and in the month of August. And yeah, it's, it, I mean, Jim, it's the funny part of baseball that we deal with on a, on, I guess, a micro level, but you zoom out and like James Paxton could end up having a great two final months of the season and you'll be excited about him going into the playoffs. And you and I were laughing. We were getting a little wonky doing the podcast after the Dodgers game. Uh, Like just, just thinking about that idea. Like if James Paxton has a good final two months and one good playoff start, like nobody is going to care at all about his rocky middle of the season. It's done. It's gone. Um, So, A, this last month can decide a lot for how we view a couple of these guys. Someone like Hap, not so much. He's kind of, he's he's made made his bed, now he has to lay in it. But, I mean, James Paxton could still, (laughs) I mean, very much change the way we look at him. Yeah, I'm excited for it. I really want him. He's looked good. I'm putting so much stock into this game with Paxton versus Sheffield. I don't want to, but I kind of love it. I'm petty. I'm more petty than you'd think. It's there's a good potential for a kick in the balls either way, to be honest. But oh, either way, it's you, gonna be brutal if like Sheffield has a great outing and Paxton gets blown up. I mean, it's it in the grand scheme of things, it means nothing. It's one game, but it is like momentarily like damn. And I'm hoping we're on the good side of it and we get the momentary fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Just nonstop tweeting. Oh, oh, this is why Cashman's the best. Stuff like that. Stuff like that The in the other tweets with it. Yeah, it's a combo situation. What's up, guys? It's Matt calling from Jersey. Uh, first of all, I just want to say I've been listening for a couple of years. Really glad to see the success you guys have had recently. reason I'm calling is just overall, I kind of want to call out the Yankee fans who are just are waiting to be pessimistic, talk about a rotation and this and that. You know, I could easily see a good October rotation shaping out, but you got to understand, when you're giving into this pessimism, all you're doing is giving the Yankee haters what they want. They're casual fans who are deathly afraid of us winning the World Series, and all they talk about is their starting pitching, not our bullpen. Not playoff Tanaka. Not what we saw Paxton do last night. Not our offense. We can do this. Stop being pessimistic. Thanks, guys. Thank you for the love. Appreciate that, Matt. And, yeah, I mean, what I what I hate about the pessimist game, Jake, and all the people saying, you know, we're going to lose in the playoffs, we're going to lose in the playoffs, only one team wins the World Series. So... I don't know, like, the odds are tough to win the World Series. And the Yankees could play fantastic and run into a buzzsaw. Like 2017. That was a good showing for the Yankees. They lost. But it's so easy to be on the side that you say, I told you so. I told you they wouldn't win. It's hard to win a World Series. 29 teams can walk away saying, I told you so, and one team can't. 
And some people see those odds and they get really excited to play that game because they get to be the person that says, I told you so. There's so yeah. many fans out there that are rooting for the Yankees not to win because they'd want to say, I told you so. And they, they want to point back to their their tweet in the spring that said, this rotation can never win a World Series, um, but they don't point at it if they do win a World Series. So um, I, I don't know. I mean, pe- people are going to people a little bit. Um, if you want to point at something, maybe point at that Dodger series where we were a weird missed call away from a sweep potentially, and more importantly, our bullpen did mean things. Bullied them. Bullied them. It was cool. Jumbo and Jake, this is Lawrence from California, transplanted Yankee fan from Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Um, I'm about to head out to the game right now in a couple hours. My birthday today, too. Quick question. Yesterday in the third inning against the Dodgers, the uh, Kike Hernandez was on third base, and Boone had the infield play in, and uh, I forget who was up to bat, but they hit it right between Glaber and Didi, and they scored a run, but we were up to nothing. I know it's aggressive. I don't really get it. It's just a run. or I mean, I don't know why we got to try and save that run. Especially with our offense, let me know what you think. Uh, congrats on all the recent success, Jake. You don't suck. Damn. Go Yanks. Thanks, Lawrence. Yo, it's an interesting thing because I don't know if it's just highlighted in our brains, but three plays in the last six or five games, the Yankees brought the infield in to save a run that didn't really need saving like are they just testing out this thing because with Tanaka in Oakland it made no sense he was getting hit so hard and then the same thing in uh LA they put like three over there just like a hard shot I don't why are they doing this Jake have they done this all year and it's worked can't be because I don't remember them playing infield in with a runner on third that much no there's there's some recency stuff going on so Oakland that was a total desperation play like the the Yankees were just getting beat up by the A's they go down early and they were like hey let's let's try to do something to stop the bleed in here um and it did not work out I will tell you I have the other side of the argument and it comes from our good friend John Sterling what he said so when the Yankees were up to nothing um, you know, they said, and this was part of my Oklahoma times. I was listening to part of it on the radio because that was coming through better than the picture because Eastern Oklahoma doesn't have internet still. Anyways, uh, John Sterling, he goes, you know, ah, and they'll move three to the left side and they're going to bring the infield in. And there's a little pause and he goes, you know what, Susan? I love it. You're up to nothing. If you cut off a run here, cool. If you don't, you still have the lead. Take a chance. Why not? So that's kind of the other side of the argument. Um, it's basically saying, Hey, let's, if we cut it down, cool. If not, we should still have the lead in this game. Uh, and, and like you said, I think, you know, the, we're picturing the ball go through that left side with three guys over there. They were hit hard. Um, so I, I don't know. I think, uh, it'll be interesting to see when those situations come up around playoff time. Cause it's, uh, I don't know, like the the numbers which this Yankee team runs off of, when you bring the infield in, the numbers, I mean, start working against you so much, so much more. So I don't know. 
seems to me like they're testing it out. Well, let's try this out. This hasn't worked yet. Three. Be interesting no. to see. If they keep doing it. But they have been bringing the infield in times where it's like, this isn't necessary. But John Sterling loves it. Hey, this is Aiden from the Jersey Shore after that 2-1 Dodgers game. And I just wanted to ask a question just because I'm a little heated. Why didn't Glaber score and why didn't Boone protest the game over that the fact that Glaber didn't score? Uh, thanks for taking my call and uh, have a good show. Yeah. Protesting games never amounts to anything. Someone DM'd me and right? was like, can you retreat this petition? Like, they wanted, like, fans to sign a petition. How old you got to be to still think that that's something? I just didn't respond. Because I, I, if youthful. I responded at all, I, I'd be <laughs> so mean. But, like... You, you have to have youthful energy is the nicest way I can say it. Do you think anyone that has graduated from college still believes in petitions? You gotta believe, man. As Mets fans, <laughs> it was like uh, not gonna retreat that position. So protesting wouldn't do anything. They would. They had, they was just a lost cause. They said they tried to ask for answers, which is all I want is answers. Is why, who gets to call timeout, and if they were to re like, I want an honest answer from the MLB. If that situation was to arise again. Would that home plate umpire, if he knew Glaber was still kind of dancing around, would he have called timeout the same? And if they say yes, I just want to know why, and I'll be fine with it. But it's just very up in the air to me because it seems like the home plate ump, it seems like Muncie faked an injury and won. Yeah, and the 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 only thing I've come up with was that when the Gardner was initially called out, he makes contact, and then because he's out, is that interference, and that's why time was called. But we're not going to get an explanation. And, uh, Jim, you know, I we haven't talked about this in a while, and it was such a big topic in the offseason, but when the new CBA comes around, um, you'd really like to see ump accountability get addressed in some way. I know the umps have their own thing going on, but it really is ridiculous. The umps have accountability now in all of the other sports to a really solid degree. And I I think, you know, as different replay and potentially do you get challenge strike calls at a certain point? I don't know. But they, they need to be accountable to a degree. They can't just walk away and give those ho hum answers that I think Brian Hoke tweeted out that were just like, yeah, we well we made the call out there and we'll have to check it out. And it's like, no, that's not good enough. That's not how life works. If I was an ump, that's what I'd do. I don't take my work home. Why wouldn't you? I don't take my work home with me. <laughs> I leave Game's it on the field. Over, I, get over I, it. I leave it on the field. That's what I do. Yeah. They're not gonna protest though. Nothing will amount to anything there. So is what it is. Won the series and played good ball. So I'm happy with it. Hey, John Boy and Jake. It's uh, James from Manhattan. I'm just watching this Oakland series, man, and I've been staying up late to watch it. And I don't know what it is with the dudes this series, but we're just everything out of the zone we're swinging at. I don't know if you've noticed that, but what's well, with all the chasing? We've never done this at all this year, and all of a sudden we're just swinging at garbage. 
Tell me what you think. The Yankees were chasing a lot in the Dodgers series? A little bit. Um, I think there was a little bit of chasing. I think that's fair. I, I think the bigger thing was... And it it tied into, like, I kept saying there just felt like there was no hope. There just wasn't a lot of, like, 3-1 counts or 2-0 counts. Like, it just felt like when the Yankees came up, it was 1-2, 0-2, something like that. They just never felt ahead. And I think there was a little bit of chasing, um, but I it, it just never felt – it feels like the Yankees, they'll get one at bat an inning or if they get a good rally going, you're like, okay – 2-0 pitch to Talkman and Urshela. Let's see if they open it up here. And that Oakland series, it just never felt like that. So I don't know if it's a credit to Oakland, um, if it just seemed like that because we were getting beat. But I, I, I think that's what they're talking about because uh, I, I don't think it was, it was crazy. Like, like people were just chasing because we, we would be saying that by now. I didn't really notice. So it wasn't on my, it wasn't on my radar. John Boy, Jake, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever time it may be. I'm going to get straight to the point. This is Raphael from Jersey. Two, a uh, couple different questions for you. First, what do you guys think about this article I read saying that the MLB is considering, uh, you know, the uh, sex-enhancing pills to be part of uh, the PED program where it's considered uh, – you know, taboo. Uh, I personally think that, you know, you're swinging in a bat in a different type of game. You know, one situation, you're swinging at balls. The other situation, you're swinging at faces. And then, of course, there's the game of baseball, which is what is important here. Uh, let me know what you guys think about that. Also, to go with that, who do you guys think on the team is chewing a couple blue chews? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh I don't think anyone needs it, but sometimes maybe they want to have a little extra fun. You know what I mean? And then since we're talking about Limp Biscuits here, why don't we get into this article I read about Aaron Boone advocating the mercy rule. Now, you know, I get where he's coming from, and uh, I kind of agree with him. I can see his point, but at the same time, I think there's a lot of baseball that's to be missed if this is enforced. You know, a couple crazy comebacks. Uh, let me know what you guys think on the subject. Love you guys. Talking Yanks. Go Yanks. All right. A lot here. One. Yeah. A lot here. One. Uh, so it came out that a lot of baseball players are getting popped for PDs, and then they're saying, no, that must be the pills at the gas station, the boner pills at the gas station. So... I don't know if like MLB is saying, hey, if you take those boner pills, that counts as a PED. I think it just kind of does on the test. Like it just pops up on the right. test. Like they're not trying to go capture those. It just kind of is in the same world chemically. So and Jake and I think that a lot of players are just saying like, oh, maybe it's those things at the gas station. Who knows what's in those? And they're kind of lying. Yeah, I think one one player actually took the boner pills and it came up on the test and he's like hey i'm gonna sound like a real ass i i took some of those gas station boner pills and i think that's what tricked it and then mlb was like well you're you're like in trouble that's really dumb you can't do that and then other guys that are taking performance enhancing stuff that maybe have some of the same crap in there 
I think they'd. Re- I think your baseball John reputation Boy, is saved more if you say boner pills than performance enhancing drugs. <laughs> yeah, I think so too. I'd do it. Who do you think on the Yankees is taking the boner pills? For me, a question like this usually leads back to the meatheads. Like, if if you threw a couple blue chews on the table, like you know, Canley's going to grab two or three. Um, I think Canley and Chapman are probably splitting them in the in the bullpen. But I my brain went straight to Edwin. You think Edwin's got a little? Yeah. He's trying to fluff the parrot a little bit. Yeah. I think Edwin's okay. super interested. Yeah, I think it turns into a lot of the meathead alphas. Like I, I see Gardy. Like Gardy pops one in his mouth, and he's like, yeah, "Gardy's probably Gardy, This will probably lower my testosterone." Gardy's got you by the throat, saying he's all natural, doesn't need your shit. Right, that's what I'm saying. He takes one in a mocking way. Oh, okay. Yeah, he he basically says his testosterone is stronger than whatever's in in that formula. Okay, um, so basically, Canely, Voigt, and Phil Nevin have played Russian roulette with some Viagra before. I mean, <laughs> Phil Nevin is popping those bad boys. <laughs> On the way home. Like their sunflower seeds. Yeah. Ninth inning ends, pops the pill by the time he's home. We I think won. it's his pregame routine. I think it's his pregame and his postgame. that's why he stays riled up shout out to blue chew uh and the last one was boone wants a mercy rule someone on the broadcast i forget who it was said like well don't ask don't ask coaches if they want a mercy rule of course they're gonna say yes they want to save their guys i mean if they're down 10 now they just throw position players so of course they're gonna be like yeah i'll take a mercy rule that that's the issue there because i mean I mean, what are we really doing if we're throwing field players and Mike Ford's throwing, you know, 30-plus pitches? Are we now risking injury, and what kind of product are we putting out? If there was really something like, I don't know, if after eight innings a team's up 10 and both teams agree to do it, like, I I think that would be fine. If if there's a 10-run lead by one team, the game's probably already been three and a half, four hours. And if 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 both teams are trying to save themselves and not get hurt and they agree on it, I don't know. And I, I think where people get scared when you say mercy rule is people are picturing like Little League stuff. Like they're going to do, well, after five, if it's a 10-run game, like, no, you can't do that. Like you can't take away half the game from fans. Um, so I don't know. If there was a mercy rule, I think it would be nothing dramatic it would be like 10 runs after eight and at that point i don't know what really changes like it like if that rule got implemented today like we would talk about it and be a it would be a conversation five years from now would we care at all no people cared about have to having to throw the four pitches to intentionally walk someone which is so dumb to think about now that's yeah. I, I think that's a perfect comparison. You had to watch a guy throw four pitches. Now, there were times, like Gary Sanchez in 2016 almost hit a home run on one because he got it over the I, plate. But how often did that happen compared to how boring it was to watch a guy throw four balls? And I, I, think, that's, I, I, I think that's our new kind of mantra when we hear about these new baseball ideas is if it gets implemented three years from now, five years from now, 
do you think you're going to look back and care at all? No, not if it's what you said, like 10 after 8. Right. Going back to last day. Um, or, or bad, we'll see. What up, fellas? It's Booba Hawks from the Cornhusker State. Going back to last step, Todd called in to practice his voicemail leaving skills, which, by the way, I would grade as an A+. I also need to practice my voicemail leaving skills because I have the problem of leaving, which Jake strongly dislikes, and that is rambling voicemails. Uh, um, uh, yeah, long, awkward pause. I hate hearing myself on the app due to, the, uh, due to that alone, and now I'm currently scripting my calls. You're welcome. Love the show, guys. Jakey, your home plate flag is in the works. Two weeks out. Go Yanks. You bullying Bubak into scripting his calls. I didn't bully Bubak. He bullied himself through me, which is tough. It's a tough break for me. Yeah. I like. I love when Bubak calls in. I picture him. I think he goes out. I think he mows the lawn. He has a couple nice beers. Do we... He, do we, has he called in and said he called from the lawnmower before? Because why do I have that image in my head as well? Maybe he did. Maybe he didn't, and great minds think alike. But I picture him going to the lawnmower. Maybe he's listening, talking Yanks while he mows the lawn. He puts down a couple beers, and he, he crafts it up. And then he usually brings the heat, and it's beautiful. <laughs> um, but sorry, sorry for bullying you through yourself, Bubak. Here's Suzanne. Don't bully her. All right, guys. This is going to be a really silly voicemail. It's Suzanne calling from the D.C. area, transplanted Yankee fan. Um, when was the last time Jake did his Shaggy and Scooby-Doo impersonation? And if it's been a really long time, I think it needs to happen again. And, yeah, that's, that's all I wanted to say. Let's go, Yanks. Go, Yankees. Bye, guys. What a! <laughs> I think it's been too long. Well, Jake, it's kind of fair, man. That uh, that used to be a regular, and I I haven't used that in a while. I know uh, I'll do some mini publicity. We did we recorded an episode of Last from the Past today. Go check that out. Um, and I thought I was lined up perfectly for my old timey baseball voice. Ha! Huh? You see, I ended up in this Boston like. Kennedy accent, really weird. It was really spot on too. Um, who 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 is that? Suzanne. Suzanne, yeah. Like like Suzanne, will it come back? <laughs> <laughs> that used to be used to do that a lot. Like just naturally, it flowed like once every couple episodes. And isn't that weird? <laughs> <laughs> You've abandoned. How did that it. just come up? Thanks, Suzanne. John Boy Jake, this is Patrick from Raleigh, North Carolina, calling today with a question about J.A. Happ and his uh, usage the rest of the year. I think we can all agree that no one would feel comfortable with him starting a game in the playoffs with his struggles this year, but maybe it's time for the Yankees to think about moving him to the bullpen for the rest of the year and, you know, seeing what they have with him out there. Maybe a change of scenery works well for him. They got the, the division lead to kind of play with a little bit right now. So, I don't know, move him down to the bullpen, see if he's lights out for an inning or two and get him out of the game and get it to the four horsemen. I'd love to know what you guys think. Love the shows. 
uh, first thing I thought of from this voicemail, thanks, Patrick, is like he's like, we got the division lead to work with. I was told it was going to be down to five after the Dodgers and Orioles thing. So many people. It's up nine. Well, we gained. You, ju- you just wait until we get through these Mariners, okay? Um, right, anyway, uh, I don't think Cap's going to be moved out of the rotation. No. Um, unless, like, they really want to give Gumby a start. But if anything, I think they go to a six-man. They split up. They they piggyback, like, Herman and Savvy for a little to, to dole things down or just basically go to a six-man for, like, the last couple of weeks like they did in 2017 and 2000. Uh, well, they didn't do it in 18 because Sonny sucked. But I don't see Hap moving. Um, the division lead would be my reason why he doesn't move out of the bullpen, out of the starting rotation, because he allows the rest to kind of get rest and he can have a bad outing. We're still going to win probably half of his games because the team's good. So how much, you know, even if he's still not great, how much is he really damning us? We'll find out today. Mm, I don't think he's going to the bullpen. Maybe yeah, towards the, the very thing, end. The The big thing is with that, like, We've talked about CC potentially doing pen stuff in the playoff. Like CC's got that tough slider against lefties, so he could get you a big out against a lefty if you need it. You'd like him in that matchup, um, or he could give you, you know, starting pitcher length if you needed it in extras or something like that. Hap stuff isn't gonna tick up if you move him to the bullpen. It's not like, oh, let's move Hap to the pen and maybe he's gonna hit ninety six on the gun. No. Uh, that, that's not going to happen. Yeah, Yeah. that's, uh, that, that's not exactly how that works. So, um, no, I, I know people are frustrated with Hap. We we're doing this before the Seattle game, big outfield, hopefully bad team. It'd be nice if he could put something together, but yeah, I think the Yankees are going to let him get his four five, hopefully six innings, a start in and, you know, space out when Gumby comes back or Sevy or whatever it may be. But I, I, I don't know. I think they just leave them. I agree. I'm trying to get, uh, we got one more voicemail, but I thought we might have some more recent ones, but I can't pull it up, but here's this one. What's going on guys. This is Mike from the Bronx calling the talking Yanks. I don't know if you guys notice it or not, but Alex Rodriguez in the booth, it's really starting to annoy me. Not in a bad way, and you guys are going to probably think something different, but, like, I love him as a Yankee. I still love him to this day, and I think his baseball IQ is off the charts. But it's not his fault that I don't like it. It's just every time he's on, everybody always has to bring up the whole Red Sox contract and how he was a Red Sox. Like, I signed into MSN the other day, and one of the headlines is how much A-Rod regrets not being a Red Sox. Like, it just it comes up every time he's in the booth. Uh, let me know what you guys think. And friendly reminder, Jim Abbott threw a perfect game with one arm. <laughs> Guy had one arm. True. Gets me every time. It's the second time he's done that, right? <laughs> I think that's the second time we've had that as the end of the call. It's got to be the same kid. It's a great reminder. I'm, I love that reminder. Anyway, uh, I love A-Rod in the booth. I thought he was really good with the Yes Network. He, A-Rod regrets not being a Red Sox. That's, I've never read it with that spin. He, he, yeah, he signed the contract. I'm not sure about that. Didn't. What, I, what I say for that is it's a very, very interesting factoid 
that the trade was made. He was going to go to the Red Sox. It got vetoed. He went to the Yankees. Whether you know it already or not, it's interesting. And every time they say it on Sunday Night Baseball, hundreds of people are finding out for the very, very first time. So let them find out for the first time and you just ignore it because you already know it. And that's uh, that's part of the problems probably with baseball's like regional stuff right now and marketing going back to Didi and, and everything like that. Like it becomes the Todd Frazier played in the Little League World Series like, man, it, it sucks. And I mean, even Twitter ran too far with the jokes and even the people well, making well, fun of the joke. People making fun of the fu- joke got more annoying than the people that were just yeah. telling people. They became the problem. But. You know, next time the Mets are on Sunday Night Baseball, I bet that Todd Frazier pick comes up and there's going to be some people in the world that didn't know that say, oh, that's pretty cool. A guy played in the Little League World Series and now he's a major leaguer. Yeah. And it's it just is what it is. So, like, be be happy that you're entrenched enough that you do know that because uh, there's some that don't. Yep. All right. We got one, one more voicemail from Tom Davis. It's a late one. I got it to work. Here it is. Hey, what's up, boys? It's DD from Madison, Connecticut. I haven't called in a while, so I want to apologize for that. Well, you know, I'm sorry. I'm not sorry. Sometimes when we are really, really good, like are really, really good, it's hard to make voicemails. But you know what? I'm going to save my fire when it counts. The playoffs, baby. I hope I'm the last voicemail. I don't know if this is a, a thing we've done on the regular podcast. On the pregame yeah. show, we do a lot of ASMR whispering. <laughs> <laughs> so that's now that's advertising. Yeah. Yeah. Go there. Yeah. Jake gurgled into the mic today on the pregame show. Weird pregame show. Hey, hey, little mama, let me whisper in your ear. The old whisper song? Yeah. I remember it. That's a good one. Yeah. Wait do you see my dick? Jake. Shit. <laughs> Come on. That's, that's the what, last one? That's what Voight's texting everyone, or if Nevin's texting everyone after he pops that gas station pill. Wait till I'm you so see. I'm so mad. I've... Wait till you see this one. <laughs> Me and Nevin have been lining up to be good buddies, and now he's going to hear all this blue chew boner stuff, and he's just, now he's throwing, now I'm in a headlock with you. Me and Nevin, initially, we were laughing. He's got you in a headlock. We're making jokes about you. Now he's got me in the other arm. Nevin follows me on Twitter, dude. He's in the know. He gets it. Yeah, I know, but I've been sucking up pretty hard, and now, like, if you tell Phil Nevin to his face that he has to take a performance enhancer for his biscuits, he's a knock you out. Oh, I don't think he has to. I think he just enjoys them. It's on site. <laughs> Nevin followed me after I made the joke about how him and Voight need to do the home run derby shirtless slugging beers and eating raw steak in the middle of it. He's like, yeah, yes, I'll follow that guy now. <laughs> yeah, he like he likes that. Uh, uh, all right that's it that's the end of the voicemail show game's about to start in 15 minutes that's good we will be back tomorrow with sharp sats katie sharp 
Sharp stats with KT Sharp. Did you learn anything stats. about yourself during this show, Jake? What did I learn about myself during today's show? Um, no, I, I think the only thing we have to get to the bottom of is you and I thinking about Booback mowing the lawn. Like, did he bring that to us or are we bringing that to him? <laughs> I don't know. We both. I, yeah. That's how I picture him calling every time, mowing the lawn on the phone. Did he do that before? Boobock. It was very bizarre if Jake and I just think this on our own. Yeah. Anyway. That's a con- I don't know. I don't know. All right. Well, Jake, enjoy the game. Um, be your own kind of beautiful and have a good night. Go Yanks. <laughs> Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees. <laughs>